Hello there, everybody. Thank you so much for coming on board. I am your boy, Uncle Taylor. Thank you very much for coming on to our maiden voyage into the wonderful world of podcasting. Uh, tonight, our permanent guests that I uh, have announced early during the week on Facebook, we have Jesse and we have Jackson. Hey, mate. Boys, how are you? Hello to you. Howdy. Very good, Jesse. Jacko, hello, mate. Thank you very much for coming on board. Um, it is 9.21 p.m. Uh, on uh, what... I know it's a Monday, Monday the 8th of February 2021, the day of uh, the day that Tom Brady identified himself as the professional goat <laughs> of the NFL. Uh, something for me that I am a, uh, a diehard Dallas Cowboys fan, and obviously I knew that once we lost Prescott in uh, the first couple games of the season, I knew that we were going to be a write-off and hopefully pick up some good draft picks for when the draft comes around, but... Everyone, including myself, had a huge amount of doubt that um, Tom Brady was going to be able to uh, continue his success that he had at the Patriots. I know for a very good fact, I used to always sit there and go, Jesus Christ, you know, it's the Patriots, it's the bloody Patriots, you know, this is the, the way it all is. And uh, then he turns around, moves to Tampa, gets uh, Tony Brown and Rob Gronkowski and wins, and actually wins in a convincing fashion. Considering he wasn't the the most favoured player in the the most favourite team, sorry, in the uh, game today, coming in with a uh, the one of the most decent, I guess, uh, averages of the score. I know he, I think they had about twelve wins, five losses. I could be wrong, but I, I would want to double check that for myself anyway. But I know that the Kansas City Chiefs had the best. Um, <coughs> excuse me, they had the best. Uh, wins-loss ratio um, going into that game. Um, again, obviously, 31-9. to nine. I know Brady had three touchdowns. I was there watching it, unfortunately. I was very, um, very upset. I had a multi on it and obviously got done, but that is okay. That is life. Um, you know, you can't really, you know, sleep on those too much. Um, but it was very good. Um Jacko or Jesse, did you guys watch any of the games, or did you have a look at the highlights? Um, I watched a bit of the highlights. I had a look at the score, and I'm not a massive NFL fan, but I know who Tom Brady is. (laughs) (laughs) That's a plus. No, that's a good plus. That's a very good plus. Jacko, um, how about yourself, mate? I wasn't able to watch much of the game at all. I was uh, lucky enough that I was actually in the car at the time. I was able to uh, listen to the halftime show. And I have to say, The weekend did an amazing job of that. It sounded um, incredible. And also found it uh, interesting, too. They mentioned just after the halftime show that uh, he'd actually put... I think it was like... I could be wrong here, but I think it was about $7 million of his own money in. And essentially, that caused it to be extended for another seven to eight minutes, I believe. Which, But it was just such a great performance um, from what I could hear on the radio. It was just... Uh, yeah, it was definitely would have loved to have been there uh, but unfortunately COVID prevented that <laughs> it's absolutely crazy that they do like amazing like halftime shows at the Super Bowl or just any of those like massive events that they do it's just yeah it's crazy it is crazy I mean when you look at you know someone like a the National Rugby League or the uh, Australian Football League the AFL or the NRL they we have no one that comes out to perform. Yeah. It's all Australian artists. And look, I'm, I'm very much so, you know, 
looking to try and get that Australian artist kind of feel. I'm a, you know, I, I definitely believe in that kind of stuff. But in the very same breath, at the very same time, I would probably like to try and get that international appeal. I mean, we all know the shock of that meatloaf performed at the <laughs> AFL Grand Final all those years ago, and how but I haven't actually that seen that. To be um, and and no, you I haven't, haven't seen oh, that. You have to look but... it up. It is, it is, yeah, it's dreadful. It's dreadful, and I'm a I'm a very diehard Meatloaf fan, so watching that really upset me, and made me not buy tickets to one of his tours that came out here a couple of years back. But um, you know, definitely get that American appeal. Like I watch these NFL uh, kickoff days; they have a kickoff week kind of thing where they celebrate the start of the week, uh, the first week of the NFL coming back after preseason, and they have like you know, I remember one year Green Bay were playing Green Bay and Seattle Seahawks, and I think Seattle actually were the uh, NFL champions uh, for that year, and they had Soundgarden playing. They had, uh, I think, they had Slash with Miles Kennedy there. Massive. All these big, hard rock, yeah, massive uh, um, artists, and there was nobody else. There was like, and that was it. And, and we're sitting there. I'm sitting there going, "Oh damn, this is good. You know, this is you know, this is absolutely fantastic." And you know, and then then you. You get here to the grand final of this year for Amy Shark, uh, Melbourne Storm, and uh, Amy uh, Shark on there. Yeah, it was yeah, like Amy one Shark. of the worst. Like I've got nothing against Amy Shark, but like one of the worst performances I've ever seen. Cause it was so boring, and it was just yeah. It's always local talent that you get from like the NRL, the AFL grand finals. It's always just local sort of like people who have branched out, gotten a little bit sort of like bigger in their field, but it's never those massive sort of you know like artists like you know nfl and all that they get the massive you know artists like they get lady i know lady gaga was on one wasn't she yeah yeah the lady gaga yep, and she was just massive massive stars and yeah yeah it, it's 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 really um you know upsetting and, and, and to my degree, you know, because I know the, NF, uh, the uh, NRL is very much so trying to expand the international market. You know, that's why we have a lot of international teams that come out here to play and that kind of stuff, which, again, fantastic. You know, we should be able to branch out more. I know the AFL used to play a game. I don't know if they obviously didn't play it last year, but AFL used to go over there. and Wow, play did China, not know that. Uh, and play a game over there in China. Um, I know my Port Adelaide, good old Port Adelaide Power played there once and... That's the team I do follow for um, for the AFL, and it was just like, yeah, great, you know, like branching out. No, it didn't give nearly as much numbers. Yeah, but I know they're out there, um, you know, but yeah, you know, like to to Jacko's point, the the halftime show was very good. I I did enjoy that, you know, and what I do appreciate a lot more, and I'm sure uh, Jesse, because you're you're a yep. muso with the guitar and all that, I know you appreciate live music and one hundred percent live talent. Yeah, you know, like I, I watched um I watched him sing and obviously majority of these artists that get out there now and I, I, I I'm you know, I'm a bit of a bit of a loser about it, you know, but like I, I sit there and I try and look them up on YouTube and see what they are live. Some of them are great, but a very good majority of them just yeah, just don't do it for me. I don't know yeah, what it is. I agree. it's just hundred percent. Like you see those the one like the halftime shows or like the, well, not the halftime shows. It's always the pre-game entertainment here. I don't think they really do halftime shows, do they? Yeah. And, no. No, it's more no, just pre-game no, no. entertainment. So you never really see anything that kind of like blows your socks off. Like it's, I think probably the biggest person we've ever had, from my latest knowledge, is like in a state of origin. I'm pretty sure we had Seal 
on in the pre-game entertainment. But yeah. that was probably the biggest person we ever got, from what I remember. I mean, it'd be Seal or it would be the most unfortunate circumstance <laughs> when Billy Idol came out. And he <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Oh, that was atrocious. Farron remembers that. Oh, my goodness. That was dreadful. You know, I just got some stats up for today's game. Yep. There's just something I want to share because it's for me, it's just absolutely incredible. I was talking earlier about how Brady came back. Uh, so Brady left um, the Patriots and decided to go on to a team like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. In today's game, I, I know for a fact at halftime, um, he had three touchdowns. He had three touchdowns at halftime. Now, I know you two don't know too much about it, but in in a game like the Super Bowl, you expect it to be one of two things. And, and at least, you know, in what I've watched over the years, a very tightly contested game or a domination. And, um, you know, I think back to last year's game with um, Kansas City and San Fran, San Francisco 49ers, that was a fantastically close game. And it was back and forth, back and forth, and obviously... It was uh, Patrick Mahomes who got the the better advantage and absolutely pulled off one of the better games I've seen of, of NFL in my lifetime and been as long as I've been a fan. But today was just a mauling. I think they were t- uh, they were uh, thirty sorry twenty one to uh, six at half time. So three points as a field goal, very different to how we have a field goal, yeah. which is one. They have three. So all essentially, they did not get a single touchdown to Kansas City wow. Chiefs this entire game, which in a Super Bowl, I'm sure there's been games. You know, there's been 55 Super Bowls. I'm sure there's been times there where there hasn't been much in the first half, or you know, or in a second half, you know, for that matter. But there was no touchdowns in a Super Bowl. Complete shutout. It was only just so that's like a rare goals, occurrence, is, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. If, if, I would think it's a rare occurrence. Sure. I'm not too devout on my knowledge of history of the game. Like I, I've been watching since I was 10. I'm 25. So 15 years of, of watching the sport. So I'm sure, again, there's probably in the history there's been something like how Parramatta Reels had a game where I think they won 6-4 or 4-2 or something in a grand final yeah. or a preliminary final or something like that. It's just extremely unheard exactly of. Exactly right, you know? yeah. But, but that for me is just was absolutely fantastic. Rob Gronkowski in April was the 24-7 champion for WWE because he was hosting WrestleMania. Comes out, gets two touchdowns. He was paying about $3.80 to one on my multi, which was good. Um, obviously, it didn't help me because Kansas City didn't win, nor did they win by more than 14 points. <laughs> Rip. That's okay. That's life. <laughs> Press F to um, pay respects. But, but on a... Exactly. Press F to pay respects. Don't press F on these keyboards because uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, <laughs> it's virtually press F virtually. You know, but that's it. You know, <laughs> it's like when you're talking about those. Um, um, just to go back on what you're saying with those halftime or sort of things, like even like uh, places like the UFC, they do like big things. Like they have done big things. Um, like for like fighter walkouts and stuff though, they've had like performers, which I find that's just awesome. Yeah, like uh, absolutely. You know, I'm sure to those really big events. So you've been to yeah. Like, there was like a th- so they do the um like the UFC. They do the main pay per views, but then they also have these. Well, they used to have like these uh UFC Fight Night on FX and on uh Fox. 
So I went to one of the ones that was in Sydney, but it was on FX, but it wasn't a very good sort of um, card. But however, there was the first uh, flyweight tournament on that card. So I got to see uh, Demetrius Johnson. I think he fought some. Yep, I got to see oh, him fight. And yep. He won a very controversial decision against... Um, I'm not sure what his name is. I'll have to look it up. But yeah, it was a, it was great seeing it in person. Absolutely crazy. It's, it's very different seeing it in person than it is when you um, watch it on the TV. That's for damn sure. Absolutely would be, you know, like, I know that, you know, us three boys have been to games in the past of rugby league and we sit there and you hear the crowd going off and yelling at players and that kind of thing, which is, you know, that's exactly. the reason why you go. So it's, but it's very different when you're sitting there at home and you listen to the commentators commentate and tell you exactly what's happening at that time, yeah. sideline reporter, then they'll have like the little bunker kind of thing and they'll talk more about it. So going to a game of rugby league I would like I know for a fact it's extremely different but let alone yeah so you know when you go to like a rugby league game and then the game starts and then all of a sudden it goes really quiet like when it kicks off and you're like wow like that's really quiet compared to like what I thought it would be it's the same with the UFC fights like it starts and it just goes really quiet unless something big happens in the match it just is really really like almost dead silent Kind of this kind yeah, of it's like that, and stuff. you can hear all the shots land. It's just absolutely crazy. That's not. If I can just uh, point out, going back to slightly to the Super Bowl, I just mean it's just a stark uh, comparison here um, when it came to the singing of the national anthem, because this year, of course, is ten years since uh, Christina Aguilera absolutely butchered the uh, national anthem at the Super Bowl where she completely got the lyrics of the fourth verse wrong. But, um, you know, I have to say, I did listen to um, Eric Church and Jasmine Sullivan actually um, singing the Star Spangled Bat- uh, Banner, um, you know, but I was thinking to myself, oh, could it be, you know, it's it's a decade since it was stuffed up last. Could it happen again? You know, and of course it didn't. But, you know, I was thinking to myself, oh, are they going to... I was thinking there might be some sort of reference to that bit because it happened 10 years ago but you know but it was just interesting i was thinking oh, i wonder what they're going to do with that so i watched intently or listened intently to the national anthem being played just in case they made a reference hmm no typically that they don't want to go down memory lane kind of thing it's kind of like um there's a tv show on foxhill called the back page and that's where they'll have that satirical kind of right um awkward moments that have happened throughout the years but Typically, no, they yeah. wouldn't want to embarrass someone like that. Like, you know, you can think back to days uh, of the... Oh, excuse me. You can think back to days of the uh, grand finals... Uh, grand finals. Super Bowls have gone past. You know, who remembers uh, uh, Janet Jackson, Justin well, Timberlake? I can't say I to be no. honest. No. Oh, are you serious? The hashtag free the nipple? He ripped off a, a chest plate as he was... Um, talking on the um well, at the end of the song ripped it off it covered straight up but, the, but well, oh, i do remember that it. actually yeah and dead set well yeah it's it, it was like heavily rotated on like a channel nine's version of a top 20 <laughs> most embarrassing things but it's, yeah it's absolutely that's crazy nuts. absolutely wow well, then it came back in uh, with uh i think it was 60 minutes i think that did it as well um, towards the end of that year, I think they did top 20 yeah. embarrassing TV moments or something, I think it was. 
and that rated. I can't remember what yeah. it came in the top 20, but it was definitely in there. Yeah. Oh, exactly right. Now, just to very quickly follow up on some stats I said before, Buccaneers were 15-5 and five in the league, 15 wins, 5 losses. Kansas City Chiefs were 16-3, and three. 16 wins, 3 losses. So it really proved the tail of the tape should have been Kansas City, but obviously... Tampa comes out. <laughs> I just want to make sure... Yeah, Tampa's come out and flogged them. I guess I just want to make sure that um, I was completely honest with what was, we were talking about before. Yeah, so obviously, you know, very uh, eventful... Super Bowl, which was uh, very good to to see, you know. But again, obviously, my team didn't get up my team <laughs> in for that matter. But the team I, I I backed definitely was not in the uh, in the in the dance, or even considered to be in the dance. But oh well, well, that's life. Uh, I'll open the floor to you, boys. What would you like to discuss tonight in the maiden voyage? So one thing um, I just thought I'd mention too, um, going completely away from sport here into the delightful world of gaming, um, is one game that I'm more eager to see in 2021. I know it's already been released to come out in 2021, but um, about uh, Flight Sim making its way from PC over to Xbox. I know it's already out on uh, PC at the moment, but just excited for it to for the first time in forever, we'll actually have a flight simulator on a console. And of course it's coming to Xbox. Um, getting so excited for that, you know, just, and the amount of absolute sheer detail that comes into those games. I mean, I know at the beginning, um, there was so many sort of issues that they've since patched. Like for instance, there were just some complete gaffes that they'd made uh, for example, uh, I noticed that the Sydney Harbour Bridge was just a road completely across. There was no bridge at all. It was just a road directly across the water. Um, Buckingham Palace in England was a block of flats. Uh, Sorry, this is Absolutely, when they, they yeah, when they first released it on PC. PC um, yeah, they just made so many errors with some critical uh, monuments and lands and sort of just key area uh, items that are in each city um i could go on there was a massive list of things that they'd miss but the key ones there that i recognized was uh the sydney harbour bridge not being there it was just a road <laughs> and uh, a massive block of flats was in the same area that uh, buckingham Par- palace is but so like sure, uh, it just doesn't make any uh deeply disappointed that she didn't make it into the simulator <laughs> It just doesn't make any sense. How can you leave out such big, monumental sort of, like, places? Like, you've got the Sydney, like, Harbour Bridge. That's Everyone knows what the Harbour Bridge is. Oh, just exactly. like everyone knows what the Opera House is. You know what the Eiffel Tower is. You know what Buckingham Palace is. So it's like, how can you leave out such big things? I reckon, to be honest, probably just laziness, to be honest. Either that or just a major oversight on the issue. Like, it's, it was just... Um, like within I think a couple of hours uh, there were so many comments and uh, messages gone straight through uh, just advising them of those key issues you know there was so many different uh, landmarks I wouldn't even be able to read it you know off the top of my head wouldn't even be able to go through them all but um, those were the two that I remembered Um, but you know since then they've made they've made some fixes and they've uh restored the the harbour bridge and buckingham palace and all of that uh and most of the uh items oh and also i remember 
uh, in Rio de Janeiro that Christ the Redeemer wasn't there either on the mountain. <laughs> they'd, uh, they'd forgotten the that as well. Uh, but, you know, I mean, since they've done that, they've made all these little tweaks and little fixes and they've made it so good. I just can't wait. From the footage that I've seen across YouTube and uh, through all of their announcements, I just can't wait for it to make its way to console it's been years since we've had a simulator like this hit console world and we're so, so i'm just so keen for it to come out like bring on uh, so does it come out on, on um this year the next gen console out? like exclusively or is it yeah yes. oh. Uh, oh no 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 i've been reading a reports that yes they're gonna like it's gonna be much better on a uh series x or a series s console but um, I know that they are talking about uh, original Xboxes as okay. well. Like, not the One X. Yeah. Um, it's going to be very interesting oh, to right. see how it works. And um, in my, it, in, to my thinking, of course, I would think that it would be like a graphics card that's in a, a low-budget computer to a bit of a higher stepper-up kind of gaming device that can run like much better frame rates much better clarity refresh that kind of thing that's what i would be thinking the differences could potentially be um i know me and you jacko we got a series x and we, we both play on on a 4k screen so we definitely know what we it's like do. to see that crisp clear sharp clarity also with that uh better frames per second and hertz and all that kind of stuff um so we, we're going to be able to experience it very well, which is good. Like, it's, it's a good thing. Yeah, it cost me my arm and a leg, yeah. but I'm very happy that I have it, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, and also, eating into that, as you well know, um, the fact that, uh, you know, for me, I haven't always been the one waiting in line when the new consoles are released and things like that. So, for instance, since before that, I had... I got an Xbox One, I think about, what was it, three years or something after the Xbox One had been released. I was on 360 until then. Um, you know, then I got 360, uh, I think it was about six months after it was released. I then got the Xbox One later after, uh, you know, a couple of years after. But, you know, this one was one I was waiting on. Like the, the Series X was, I was like, okay, I'm just going to bite the bullet here. I need, I think there's going to be so much more uh, caliber of games that will be purely for the next-gen consoles or will start being released and mm. just need that 4K quality, you know? Like, I already had the 4K TV, but I wasn't able to use that with, three, you know, 360 or the Xbox One. Yeah, so I thought, no, no, I treat agree. yourself, I mean, not? how many times, <laughs> you though, would you say like, you've used that Series X console that three there. or four times? Because you don't... Yeah, you don't you don't play it like I yeah, do. Yeah, probably about exactly. That, yeah. Work gets in the way. Work gets in the way. Very, busy, very hard, you know. But that's the way it is, you know. Absolutely feel you. But no, I agree. You know, I um, I didn't get the I didn't get the Xbox One when it came out. I waited. My brother got it first from his mate, and I looked and went, "Yep, I got to buy it." So I went out and got it. Traded in. I sold my three sixty console to someone that we went to school with, and uh, all the games and everything. Then bought that, but. Then I got the 4K telly like you did and went, okay, I've got to play in 4K. So I got the 1X and then I got the Series X a month afterwards because obviously stock and that kind of stuff, you know. But honestly, I'm very excited too for Flight Simulator. I'm big on my Sims, big on my manager mode games as well. Um, I don't know about yourself, Jesse, in terms of like the manager games and that kind of thing. But me, I can sit there and play it. Until my yeah, life. well, I used to play FIFA. I used to dabble in that back in the day. I haven't done so for a while. Um, 
I've seen you play those simulator games on your uh, stream, like the bus simulator, and that. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff, mate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you can thank Jackson for that. I used to laugh at him and go, "Bus simulator or train simulator?" Like, yeah, that sounds extremely stupid. Like, why would I want to play sounds that? Sounds fun. Now. That's it now. It sounds like fun, Jacko. Thank you very much for that shocking recommendation. Yeah, dead set. Dead set. <laughs> I've I, converted I, I, you. I'm sworn on it, so I, I can't. I can't. Stop to be fair, head. I'd probably enjoy you it know? myself. To be honest, it actually looks like a bit of fun. It's it is it's 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 mind numbing yeah. fun. That's how I, I, say I it, Like if if there's a game that you can just play and it's just fun, and it just takes t- time away, sign me up, eh? <laughs> like, yeah, I, I I agree, man. You know, it's like the um. Uh, Mass Effect series. Oh, yes. I've played that that one through three, yeah. three at least three times. I would think maybe four. And um, that's not a joke. That's God's yeah. honest truth. I just can play that game so many times. I still have the romantic relationships with Ashley in the first game. <laughs> I have it. I have it with Miranda in the second. Then I tell Miranda in the third that hey, listen, no, things can't be the same. And then I start getting freaky mohiki with Ashley all over again. And I kind of feel accomplished with that kind it's... of thing. I don't want any interspecies kind of thing going <laughs> I mean what are we what are we playing boys Sims 3 it's like like where you have to have the discussion going uh, we need to see other people sure with Ashley like, like, how would you that <laughs> you know and just give up that give up that, <laughs> that private booty you know but yeah, go Yoohoo somewhere you know uh, yeah yeah bloody woohoo everywhere <laughs> <laughs> um no, I'm looking forward to Flight Sim. When it comes out, um, me and Jackson are going to do a uh, overnight flight on the game we've been discussing. And obviously, once we get comfortable and that kind of thing, we're going to stream it onto the Uncle Taylor's Wild Ride page on Twitter, along with the Facebook page as well, so we can get everyone on board to have a laugh with us, embarrass ourselves with little pi- little pilot hats, and talking as if we're 50 to 60 years of age. <laughs> so it's going to be interesting. For that, I think the game is scheduled. I think August twenty first, twenty twenty one. So you know we're we're six months away. We're six months away, so it can't be the end of the earth. You know, on trying to get that. I mean, all I know is Jacko. If we do a big flight like that, we'll be able to prove that the world isn't flat. So I feel good about that. <laughs> you know, that's a that's a good way of looking. At it. <laughs> So, I mean, one thing that uh, I've wanted to mention too is just the absolute, like, the possibilities, like, of all the places that you could go, like, for, particularly in this COVID pandemic situation here, hopefully by the time this game comes out, we are out of the pandemic and uh, looking a lot better than what we are now. But, you know, even still, uh, we, we're, in, we're in a state where we can't really travel at the moment, but what, it's such a great opportunity uh, for a game because I've seen the graphics of it and just how realistic the landscapes truly look in this. Like, being able to actually travel... Granted, you're in a plane, but, you know, travel across those great landscapes and sort of see the world through a simulator. You know, I mean, how awesome would that be? Just sitting in the comfort of your lounge room, not having to spend any money on airfares or anything like that. Don't have to worry about jet lag. You know, just sit in your couch, you know, have your favourite drink beside you and just sit there and fly away to... Uh, whether you want to go to London or to America or to anywhere, you know, or even if you don't want to do long haul flights, you can do, you know, Sydney to Melbourne or, you know, Melbourne to Brisbane or something like that. Whatever you want, you know, like you could choose wherever you want to go and whatever you want to do. 
which is just so good Look, about I, these types I, I of simulators, I feel. Well, I, like, I, sent a picture what, to I you, don't know if I'm the only um, one who thinks that. What do you guys think? Nerdy little um, Irish guy um, fly a plane, and, and he was, I forget where he was flying from, but I know he was going to Greece. And, you know, there we are, just seeing the, the look of the airport and how it's with suburban houses and that. It's nuts. So the detail that they that Microsoft went into, because obviously they sit there and go, Bing is the best thing in the world when we you know really both know it's a little bit difficult. Um, it was it was really good to see just how much characteristic detail they went into, you know. So yeah. Oh, and also in the controls as well. Like I had a look and like the cockpit like really looks like a real cockpit, you know. Like, I mean, it's gotten... I mean, granted, it can never be as realistic as the uh, flight sim I once went to on when I was a kid. You know, I went to um, Darling Harbour in Sydney and we were in a real cutout um, 747, I think it was. And, you know, you got to be able to sort of be in a simulator in that and use the real joysticks and the throttles and everything like that. Um, all of the controls worked in this massive simulator in Darling Harbour. But, you know, I mean, it's a close second. It has to be. Like, just, I've had a look at the, just from the videos alone, it's just so much effort. I can see why it's taken so long to for it to come out. You yeah. know, they've put so much detail into this game. I might just can't it. wait for <laughs> August to come around. Yeah, hell You know, yeah. bring it on well, is what I can to, say. Uh, if you want to work out where well, you can come do a big international flight with us on one night or even... A, Am I going to get paid? Flight, I'm cool with whatever. Mate, I can pay you in nothing but Just love pay me in whiskey, and we good scotch whiskey. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I'll buy. I'll buy another <laughs> one of your drinks. Uh, this would be the part of the segment <laughs> of, our, of our little chat. We've been thinking a lot of segments, audience. So you know, let us know if you like this or you hate it or whatever. Um, but uh, alcohol alley. Just a very little, quick little one-minute little buzz on what we're drinking tonight while we're talking to you. So tonight I had originally a Jack Daniel Sinatra Select I picked up in Dubai 2019. And uh, just as Jackson was talking about the beginning of his story, I decided that, hey, maybe it's a good idea to have the rest of that Johnny Walker that's sitting there in your cupboard. So right now I've, I've finished off my White Walker. Uh, sorry. Nice. Uh, my Johnny Walker. Your White Walker. Ice. I like that. <laughs> so, that is fine. Yeah. Jesse, what are you? My yeah, yeah, mate. I'm this drinking the Glen Grant. What are you drinking? Arborellis. So I believe that is a newish sort of drink that came Ooh, out in the last nice. year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it's a single malt Scotch whiskey, and it is beautiful. Ooh. Yep. Um, I'm having a neat actually. Made on ice or straight or. Now, neat I mean, is just neat. when you have now, it straight, or are, you pour a bit in the glass, oh, you, you just drink it straight. What does neat mean? So, no ice, no cold water. No ice, yep, no um, you can, cold water. Just yeah, except you're not shotting water. it. You're just you're sipping it. You you know you're tasting it. Like yeah. So I don't really like to shot my whiskies. I like to just you like know, a sip, shot. sip and taste it and appreciate it. You know, have a bit of no. a smell like I, they call it the nose. And, you know, just appreciate all the different sort of, like, you know, notes that you get in that. And it's, yeah, it's really good. Beautiful, man. Beautiful. Jacko, pass it over to you, mate. What are you drinking tonight? So, 
So I've gone for a uh, old-fashioned sort of a route. I've gone for a screwdriver, which, in case people don't know, is a uh, vodka and orange juice. So I've chosen a uh, absolute vodka uh, for it. I've got probably I had a uh, 1.75 liter that I'm trying to finish off, so I can get into another bottle that I've got uh, Haku vodka. Um, so yeah, I've got yeah. Where's trying the whiskey? To use some of that up and yeah, Lovely. I'll tell you what. It's a where's the whiskey, drink. mate? <laughs> oh mate, uh, I reckon. I, I thought I'd be the odd we'll one out, it. or I'd try and start a new yeah. fad, perhaps <laughs> with you two vodka tri- vodka haters. <laughs> uh, we got to convert you, mate. We got to get you on those. Um, <laughs> got to get you on the. Got to get you a nice, expensive scotch. Get you to sip it slowly, and and eventually, you know, it takes some time because you know sometimes, like when I first started drinking it, you know, you kind of think, oh, you know, how can people drink that straight? But then you get used to it. You kind of, you know, it you is. take your time. You it learn is. how to drink as, it properly, as good old and you end up appreciating said, it a lot. I mean, whiskey is just—it's a gentleman's drink. And that's why he ha- he was lucky enough to have an entire selection of of drinks named after him, Sinatra Select. Oh, good stuff, boys. Good stuff, Jacko, mate. Thank you so much for your contributions tonight uh, with that with the story about flight simulator coming out. I can't wait for it as well, mate. So thank you for shedding a little bit of light about the journey that it's had coming into it mate Hell of course yeah, can't wait Hell and i'll yeah. keep you guys Jesse, updated my boy this is the this is the segment that i that i have been waiting for a little bit to see what exactly you're going to discuss tonight so floor is yours my friend yep so i just wanted to talk about um just, you know, combat sports, UFC in particular. Um, has anyone watched the uh, Conor McGregor fight that happened a couple of weeks ago? Can't say I have. Yeah, so uh, Conor McGregor, if you don't know, he's an Irish fighter. Um, made probably the most money in the UFC that any other fighter has. Pretty much put the UFC on the map, like, is in regards to, like, casual fans. Like, so, like, even the casual fans know who he is. Um, hardcore fans, obviously, they, you know... They would have known who he was ages ago. But, um, yeah, came back after a year due to COVID and all that sort of stuff. Came back after a 40-second uh, KO in his last fight and wow. got knocked out, actually, man, by the man. person he KO'd six years previous. I read up on, on, that, on that fight previous. that happened the first because, obviously, they have, like, a little promo kind of thing where they all talk about, all talk smack about each other. And um, it was very interesting. You know, like, you know, he goes, oh, that was six years ago and very different, yeah. you know. You know, and he's going to understand I'm one of the meanest people right now, you know, and he just really went on a tangent and I'm sitting there uh, with me, uh, with with a a mate and I'm just thinking, bloody hell, like, you know, you're about to just get wiped on the floor, mate. You you were going to be a mop and you're going to clean up all the blood that might have been spilled on that map. Yeah. 100%. Like, um, the guy who was fighting, Dustin Poirier, or Poirier, however you want to pronounce it. Um, they fought six years ago. Connor KO'd him in the first round. I think in 90 seconds, Connor KO'd him. Um, it was a one-sided fight, and it was just ridiculous. So everyone going into this fight naturally assumed that, you know, Connor would probably knock him out again. Connor said he wanted to do him in 60 seconds, you know, knock him out in 60 seconds. Um, but if you're not a casual fan like me, you would. Uh, a lot of people would know that, you know, Dustin has been one of the most active fighters at lightweight. He has been on, I think it was 11-fight winning streak or something like that. The only person he's lost yep. to in recent years has been uh, Khabib, who is the lightweight champion. Um, 
and he's just a savage. So I knew going into this fight it would be a closer fight than a lot of people think, and he just he put in a good game plan, kicked the legs off Connor. Connor could didn't have a response to that. He was in a boxing sort of stance, um, and he's just got his legs kicked from beneath him and just couldn't was, walk. Was, and then yeah, uh, Dustin KO'd him. That too, the Great fight. Paying about dollar thirteen for McGregor in general, just the win. Um, so when, when I saw that, you yep. know, Poirier was, was paying a lot more. I didn't obviously have a bet on it. I'm just very curious to see what the market was showing. Um, one thing I found very interesting with the, um, with the results of that fight, they had DraftKings pop up about it and, and talk about it. And they said, yeah, $2,000 odds, uh, 2000, yes. uh, odds, yes. uh, Vegas style on Poirier to win by knockout in general. And and even that was pretty in, intense yeah. in, that, in that kind of sense. Yeah. So if you put you put I think a hundred dollars on, you have two grand. Mm. That's nuts. It's it's absolutely nuts. That's nuts. Yeah. That's nuts. I mean, I'm a bit of a McGregor fanboy, but um, I sort of knew I just knew that it was going to be a competitive fight in a way. Um, like Dustin Poirier, he's 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 real. He's a real contender, and like I reckon he's going to be a hard person to beat. McGregor, I honestly don't know what he's going to do from here. Um, you got to keep in mind, a lot of people are saying that McGregor's finished, he's done or whatever, but you've got to keep in mind, he just got beat by yeah. the best guy at lightweight besides Khabib. Well, even, even that, like the like, very well, best guy at lightweight. You, but I watched so, um, pretty much from 10 o'clock our time through to the McGregor fight, and there was a fight there where this Kiwi bloke had a fight with someone yeah. who's coming across from Bellator MMA. He was a lightweight champion at... at that's it, Michael Chandler. Yeah, Mike, and, um, Michael, I'm Michael Chandler. Yeah. Him and he's saying, yeah, you know, I am the best. And yeah. even the, the commentator's like, oh, well, let's see your chance on doing this kind of thing. And he, he kicked him. He, kick, he kicked his butt from one end of the, of the octagon to the other. Mm. I don't think... Yeah, so basically... Well, but yeah, so basically what it was, it was just like um, Dan Hooker comes out and he starts circling the octagon trying to keep his distance. Chandler's trying to close the distance. Basically, it was like a chasing him around the octagon. Eventually, he ended up closing in, and landing the um, the shot that knocked him out. And me that neither. Was it. I was, it was very, I did very not expect that, to be honest. Um, it was um, something very interesting. He called out McGregor yeah, after the fight. Exactly. Ball, I think. Mm. Yeah, McGregor and Poirier. Poirier. So, um, yeah, absolutely crazy. I thought Dan Hooker was going to take yeah. that because no, Dan Hooker is absolutely savage as well. Obviously, I'm doing a promo on that. Because, yeah. look, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a casual fan of it. I, I will watch the big fights and that kind of thing. But I'm not involved heavily enough like you would be. Yeah. To, to the extent of, like, you know, knowing pretty much every single position, every single kind of, you know, uh, uh, fighter, what their, what their knowledge was and, you know, what you thought of them. My opinion would be just, yeah, Conor McGregor, you know, Conor McGregor, you know. He could beat me in a welded alley with five people trying to defend me. You know, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say anything else. You know, apart from that, <laughs> but being able to see, um, Hooker because obviously the Kiwi, I was rooting for him anyway. You know, um, and yeah, he he just got touched up something. Yes, yeah. mate, um, really did. So, yeah did did any of you blokes hear about that bloody YouTuber Jake Paul calling out Conor McGregor? My God, honestly, like, calling out his wife and, you know, saying, you know, your wife's a four, you can do better, you know, wearing the Irish flag around, it's like, mate, you don't 
realize that like you've only had I think it was two boxing That's fights or maybe NBA three star. and against like amateurs. I mean, yeah. Yeah, former NBA star and another YouTuber. And it's like, bro, you don't know it's like, bro, trust me. You can talk all the crap you want behind your keyboard, but if you if you, if you come and you see McGregor out in the Ob- street, he will absolutely kill you <laughs> like mate like you need to be oh, careful absolutely. what you say to these pro fighters bro like and yeah it's just it's absolutely, absolutely ridiculous, ridiculous. Man, you know did you see um because again i know that you're a fan did you see Paige van zandt's fight how how did it go i didn't i saw the <laughs> i did yeah it. i know she was fighting I, did. A Brit, I think a Brighton. well yeah, so uh, she was yeah, yeah, fighting so, some yeah. other chick called Britain Hart or something. Um, yeah, um, yeah. So it was it was a good fight. It was a for the most part it was a close fight. The uh, Britain Hart was landing more, like was being more aggressive. I don't think Paige had her timing down completely right. Um, so, like she seemed a bit uncomfortable until that final round where she started pushing. Um, but it was a good fight. Those bare knuckle fights are crazy. They always brawl in those bare knuckle fights. Jesse, mate, thank you so much for your contribution as well on that one. Obviously, uh, it was a very exciting card uh, with the McGregor fight. Um, I think there's one fight this weekend as well, isn't there? I think there's a UFC. No, that's okay. Um, I'm, I'm not too yeah, sure. I have to go actually on chat. But yeah, I know there's a few coming up. So. That'll be exciting. Um, boys, now tonight, today, tonight, whenever you're listening to it and on the on the uh, iTunes media or anything like that, uh, I mentioned on Facebook we have a very special guest. Uh, he's a he's a very good friend of mine. We used to muck around a lot in school. Uh, I've learned to grow, learned to know his talents in uh, voice impersonations, uh, listening to on the radio, and uh, just getting to know this man very very uh closer as my prepubescent years went on uh he actually appeared on my tremendously successful that's a joke album that i produced lightning dreams uh he is the one and only sam hodson sam mate welcome welcome to the stream buddy hey thank you hey thank good you. day thanks for having me here guys home from chatswood back to Woy Woy, that you'll be my first guest and i'm very uh glad and honored that you would accept it Mate, absolutely. And now the time Thanks has finally us. come. <laughs> you've uh, you fulfilled your promise to this uh, to this to this man that you met on the train. How incredible! This is why I needed, I needed this in my life. <laughs> so this segment that we're going to be running uh, is going to be a very is an ongoing segment. It's the creative corner. Um, cue the little intro that I'm going to put in here tomorrow when I record it. Give it a second, and yep, cool. So basically, what we're going to do is I will reach out to people that I know uh, in different circumstances or different ways, and the uh, and uh, discuss how they've got started that kind of thing. My panel here, Jackson and Jesse, are going to ask questions as well. Um, just out of pure curiosity, of course, um, and just get to know the man behind the laughter a little bit deeper. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to get, get straight into it, Sam, if I can, mate, with you, put my glasses on so I can see what I'm reading. Um, so obviously I know, I've known you for quite a long time. 
um, which I'm very grateful to have known you for a very long time. Um, I, I know that just when we got out of high school, yeah. you were doing um, a radio segment on Coast FM. You're doing like a, like a cycle kind of thing for a half hour or an hour period there. So if I can ask you, how did you get your start on Coast FM? What kind of training did you uh, undertake to be able to have that kind of opportunity? Well, like it, it actually started um, when we were when we were in year eleven or year twelve. Um, uh, it the interest uh, in radio really came up uh, because you remember Mr. Maxwell, Absolutely, right? Okay. The um, entertainment teacher. Yeah, because <laughs> I had um, two of his classes, and um, he uh, he mentioned that in the past, uh, like his classes went up to youth connections up and carry on and they got to do like a one hour show up there and which would later which would air on coast fm at a later date and like or i always had an interest in like not only listening to radio but i thought like how cool would it be like if i got to be on the radio and like play the songs that i want to play that kind of thing um the the school figured this out and um they actually managed to get me up at youth connections to at first it was just to make my own show which my very first um like non-live show that i made was just this one hour segment dedicated to the beatles and giving <laughs> beatles trivia oh, and that kind that. of thing know you know that. taylor i'm a beatles nut <laughs> and i still am Hell to this yeah. day it's like that's something that'll never die <laughs> um, um but uh like it started off that way and then um I uh I got to go up there um I think again to make another show that I wanted and this got interest of Youth Connections who um because uh, I I would go up there on I think Tuesdays or Thursdays I think while I was still in Year Twelve um like for a few hours or or that kind of thing hmm. if if I seem to remember correctly um because I showed so much interest in working in the radio part of it, I was taught by, um, I can't remember the names. I know one of them still works for Coast FM. Like he has, he, he, he has a segment where he introduces and plays like indie music, talks to local indie acts and that kind of thing. Matt, somebody, I think. Um, but, uh, like I was taught by him and his friend who were up there at the time doing their own shows and teaching kids and that kind of thing. And I apparently did that well, that Matt had no problem leaving me in charge of Youth Connections. So for like two or three years, I was the one at Youth Connections teaching kids from all different high schools, like like from, lo- from where we're locally from, even all the way from like Sydney and like, like further south of Sydney, like schools from almost like everywhere, man. So, um... I, w- I would get them each week and I would help them make a show. And um, I-, I had really good uh, co-workers. Well, the first two co-workers were great. The third one, I think, kind of led to some some BS down the line. But um, but it like that part was so fun because like I got to meet kids of um, like all different music tastes, all different schools, like what they wanted to talk about. Cause, and cause I was closer to their age at that time. They felt more comfortable around me than they did 
my coworkers, especially when it came to our third, my third coworker, because like the, the other two coworkers and me, like we made it feel like as if it wasn't a school slash work environment. Like, you know, you're here to make a show, relax, have fun. Like that kind of thing. When my third coworker was like, no, this is, this is strictly work. This is school kind of thing. So like they hated the practical work with my third coworker, but whenever they came into the studio with me, they freaking adored it because I, I was more on their level. I let them have more fun. Like, um, there, there was this one, uh, segment where um uh, these girls wanted to make a yeah. fake uh traffic report <laughs> and <laughs> what we did was that um uh the 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 girl who was pretending to be in the helicopter uh she acted like as if it was a nice beautiful day but you could hear it was all thunder and lightning and whatnot around the background and <laughs> we edited it so it sounded like she, her helicopter crashed <laughs> it was like, and, and, and I, I was the pilot of the helicopter because there was one thing where I was like, Jerry, what are you doing? And I was like, uh, don't worry, I've played Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> you, you hear us crash and burn. It was the funniest thing. And, like, they, they loved that. Like, and I love doing that kind of stuff with them. So it was it was such a joy to, uh, to work uh, with, like, different kids we'd get, like, each week. And then um, in terms of Coast FM... Uh, working with uh, kids at Youth Connections got me to work at Coast FM. So the training I took there was, I believe it was uh, a one or two week course, I think, on, on, on basically how to present yourself on the radio um, as if you're like going to be in front of a camera. Like, um, like we had to learn tongue twisters so that we can uh, like say things fast or like pronounce things properly and if you've ever if you guys have ever heard the thing where it's like pretend to smile yeah, because yeah, that makes you that sound one. happy or that kind of thing like we were yeah, taught yeah, that I've, because I've it was that, yeah. like um like you had to make sure that you sounded happy so even if you weren't happy just smiling just like major mm. major sound more interested in that kind of thing uh, so it it was a lot of um it was a lot of stuff like that, but we also uh we also had a chance to actually practice at the computer and the soundboard that they had because the way that they had it set up was like there was this computer screen that showed like what songs that you were playing. You had the soundboard which like controlled the microphone levels, the the music levels, the levels for like the advertisements, and on the left side of the soundboard was a screen where it all had um buttons on it that you could press to play whatever advertisement you wanted to play on there it was it was pretty neat actually <laughs> like like not only could you play the songs that you wanted you could advertise the stuff that you wanted on there as well like out of the selection they had so a lot of the times my live shows often like the things you would hear between songs one of the things you'd often hear from my time was um like um, if you're going to get high, don't drive while you're high, okay? Because <laughs> they, they, they legit had it bad where it was basically like, um, if you're going to smoke marijuana, don't Jesus drive Christ. under the influence of pot. <laughs> so I was... Uh, they legit had that as a, as a you know, ad for in between. So I just played that one a lot because I was like, you know, I'm sick of hearing um, no, snooze yeah. ads yes. play all the time. Because <laughs> like it... it 
it got to a point where like I heard that snooze ad so many times like the jingle is still <laughs> in my head and I'm just like go to f- uh, mate, it's kind of like you know, sitting in the corner with sleep paralysis. Thing, you know, just over, and it's just a, the snooze jingle lad that you used to hear on the radio. Stuff that, mate. Or, or in my, or in another case of mine, uh, later work I had would be hearing Ed Sheeran's "Castle on the oh, Hill" man. every single workday. Like, he's a talented guy, but if I hear that song one more time, I will <laughs> chuck a baby wombat down a hill, I swear. <laughs> so they flog like, his songs. So do I. <laughs> like, this, this was in terms of the later work, not the Coast FM work I had, but the later work I had, because I, one of my, uh, one of the things I did in the past few years was work at um, Fairhaven. And they, uh, they played the radio station. I think it was Star FM, and they played the same twenty songs every single day. And and that's where I kept hearing Castle on the Hill. I was so tempted to grab the radio. It it was playing from and throw it down the hill because Fairhaven is on a Fairhaven is kind yeah, of up well, no, on a hill are, next to a creek. Location. I have a cafe open all the time, so I know what you mean. <coughs> I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. But that, but that was the, that was basically the kind of training that I had, like from from actually making like recorded shows to send off the Coast FM to be played later, to actually training to be like, all right, smile, pronounce this. This is how you work the soundboard. That's the kind of training I had with uh, with Coast FM. It was a very hands on like experience, which I thought like you know this is great, this is cool, like. It makes sense to me. It was very practical. It wasn't really a lot of like you know, just follow the instruction book or something like this. So it, it was it yeah, was pretty cool. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. how we were taught. Uh, Jacko, up to you, mate. Yeah. So um, if forgive me if I'm wrong here, but I believe that you actually featured on uh, Uncle oh, Taylor's uh, album back in the day. Uh, what was it like to hear your uh, hear your voice on the album? That, you know, I, you know Taylor, I, I, guys, I think I still have a copy of the album somewhere. So do I. I, keep, I, I. So do I. Like, I keep a lot of, like, CDs, uh, DVDs and whatnot. Like, if, in fact, like, next to me, where I am right now, I have this closet, right? You open it up, it's filled with all my DVDs and VHS tapes. Because, like... I collect stuff like that, but um, it was <laughs> it, it was pretty funny and pretty cool to hear my voice like on his album. Like, it it was funny because like what Taylor and I did was always based on funny shit that him and I would like come up with when we were hanging out with each other or talking to each other. And like, uh, it was all improv, man. It was I, all improv. I, I, I remember. It was, which, which, which made it so fun. And I, I don't know if you've ever told, but I remember um, one of the days where uh, we went to that one room yeah. in the school to record our bit right. And um, some kids in the hallway that knew us heard what we were doing and thought we were having a legit argument. Because when I came out and slammed the door, as you hear in the skit, in the skit like... They, one of the kids came to me like, are you and Taylor fighting? Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> they thought we were legit having a fit with I each other. I do remember that. I do remember that. You, you know what? Trip down memory lane oh, for you. Um, that's funny. The boys here when we were talking about um, 
you know, getting you on and I shared that, you know, you were with me on the album and we recorded and did all that kind of stuff. Um, one of them surprised me and said, oh, you know, you're on, he was also in your, one of your music videos. I went, was he? And I, yeah, yeah. And I went, I went, God, I, I can't remember. So before yeah, we started I remembered recording that. this, I got on YouTube and looked up my account and uh, <coughs> sure enough, they're at the end there. They're all over now. That's where it transitioned into that to Sam the Man. And I could not believe that you're in there. And I completely dead-ass forgot that you were a part of it. It was, it was, it was, it was nuts. So there we are, physically pointing each other. Oh. I shoved you out of the way. You slammed the door. You walked out. Just to be able to, to, to visualize it was just mind-boggling to me. Mind-boggling. Uh, that's that's yeah, right. I was say, you, you I uploaded I everything because at that somewhere. time I had one gigabyte USB internet. It was dreadful. Dreadful experience, but oh, mate, those were the days, Sam. Oh, oh great. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that looked well, like a lot what of What I was also going to mention, it was like, like, it was funny hearing my voice on the album like that because like to, to me it was like oh you know this is uh this is great like you know not not a big album that's literally selling everywhere but on someone's album there's my voice that's cool on the other hand like like it wasn't a new experience to me because even at that point i was still doing um some internet voiceovers and internet voice acting for some friends of mine in the uk like for some of their youtube videos so it was like it didn't feel like a new thing to me, but it was still such a cool feeling. Like, wow, I'm on yeah, this man. little I mean, album. It's, this it's is great. That it's going to be, um, uh, it's it's um, ingrained in you, you know, and like, you know, and that and that's probably leads me to the next question that I that I uh, have for you, man. And this is something that I discovered um, when we moved into our house here. There's a there's a uh, Lamborghini that's got leg opener as its license plate and I think you might know where I'm going with this because uh, we were sitting at home me and the me and, uh, my yes. partner, and we come across the article and we saw you and uh, a couple of your friends on the television on a current affair so I guess my question is going to be if I'm reading off my script would be what was your reaction when you found out that a current affair were going to come and record an interview at the place you were shooting your film my my first thought i was like <laughs> finally i'm gonna be on tv because <laughs> because my because my brothers have been on tv in the past like my oldest brother ben had been on on the news for something i can't remember exactly what and when uh my brother tom and i when we were at edelon public school um Channel 9 came in and they were like filming it along like a, I don't know, it was about like tests or like s s something to do with like how schools were dealing with tests at the time and whatnot. And my brother Tom was on the news because his class were up in the library like writing stuff down and the camera pan pans across the table and there he is. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, what am I going to be on telly? What am I going to be on the news or something like that? So, like, my first thought was, like, <laughs> it is now complete. <laughs> my brothers and I have finally all been on TV at some point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've made it. Was it. Like, a, like, we finally made it. Oh, I love Our it. Our lame claim to fame. <laughs> nice. 
<laughs> the the, the, se- the second uh, feeling, the reaction that I had, I thought it was pretty. It was pretty interesting. It was pretty cool because like. I was told that they were coming mainly to see what we were doing in terms of the film, but we found out later that it was mainly to um, talk to our barrister friend who was part of the film with his Lamborghini because of his friggin' uh, license plate. Like um, when he when he told us uh, about the license plate, he he gave us like uh, he saw like we all saw it and he told us like. Um, um, can you guess what the license plate means? And and I said like, <laughs> and, and I, I I said like, okay, I'm thinking of either two things, um, Lego something because you probably like Lego. I mean, who doesn't like Lego? And Tom was like, it means Lego. But I was like, are you sure you weren't in a metal band or something? That sounds like a it metal does. band album or something like that. Leg opener or like, or is that, or, or is that reference to some <laughs> epic injury you had in your teen years? Because <laughs> <laughs> let, let's face it, if a, if a guy had some, that kind that kind of injury in their teen years, they, they would, would. Fucking brag about. They it. You know they would. <laughs> I got half of my. I got half. Of Leg being on by a great white shark. I'm gonna tattoo that back. <laughs> but like he, he he told us what it was, and like we just laughed it off because it was like you know yeah that because uh, he told us specifically it's in reference to my days as when I was a playboy. <laughs> so like for for being one of the top barristers in Australia. He used to get around. Wow, and that's what that that's license it. plate is Come referring to. Come to Untitled's Unchained podcast to get all the juicy goss about the Lego <laughs> guy. Oh, wow. Damn, this is good stuff. I love this. I love this. <laughs> but, but, like, he he was such a nice guy, though. Like, um, like uh, during, between taste or, like, during breaks and that kind of thing, like, we got to talk to him, got to know him and whatnot. He's such a, he's, he's such a, He's a bloke kind of guy. Like, even though, like, as you guys saw on the news, like, he can talk like a professional barrister and that kind of thing. He's a he's a blokey kind of guy. He's very nice. He's humble. Like, he's he was just such a cool person to just to know. So, like, that, that see, was a cool a stuff, experience man. in that's terms of the want, film. You know? Like, that's a, someone who's humble, down to earth, um, but not an absolute, you know, what. I think that's fantastic, man. That is awesome. Yeah, so like definitely, we, we thought that uh, we thought a lot of our fo- like because they uh, when the current affair came, like they had the interview with him outside of um, the like the outside location of the place we were filming, and they came inside to uh, film a bit of what we were filming. So like I thought a bit of that would be used more, but <laughs> I found it funny that the clips they used when we were filming or whatnot. The first shot you yep. see of me that's, is with a bag I over my went, head. Hang on. I said, that's um, that's Samara. And I went, <laughs> I reckon that's Sam. I reckon that's Sam. <laughs> and basically, you're right. Because, like, um, uh, Samara, Justin, and I all um, got part of this movie because of this girl Samara knows named Karina, who was the chick that got interviewed during the... Mm. Um, current affairs now she's segments. the one sorry to interrupt you and she's the one who's actually the she, done the movie is that correct 
to like to a degree because like um like uh, how should I put it like yep. it is written by someone else uh but she's like she didn't write it but she wasn't exactly the director but she was a big part of like what the movie was going to be about this and that hiring the cast that kind of thing so I, I guess in a sense she wasn't the yeah, writer she wasn't the director but she was the producer like Okay, I think Jesse has a question about yeah. that as well, if we can slightly segue to that, Jess. Yeah, man, so I was just wondering, um, the film, what, what would the name of it be, and uh, how do we get a hold of it if we're able to? Uh, the film's called Crazy Love. It's a it's it's a parody slash Australian take on the Batman. Okay, okay right, yeah. I know, I know my um, um, my fiance would love that. She's mad into Batman. <laughs> so, and um, as of this uh, podcast is being recorded, yeah. because you know I don't know when it's going to come out, but as of this podcast is being recorded, it is currently in its final stages of editing. It's just that um, Samara, Justin, and I will be going over the f- uh, going over like cause we got the rough cut recently, and. Um, we have a lot of critiques about it, so we'll be going over the fi- the film for its final stages of editing. So it should be out within a month. Karina plans to, for some reason, she wants to plan to have it as a premiere, like say at Avoca Beach Theater or something like that. But I don't know if she'll be able to do that. But once the movie's completed, I think everyone who has who was in the film will get personal copies. And I don't know how she's going to distribute it after that. So if it doesn't get distributed outside of, say, us who are in the movie, then I'd yeah, happily... Yeah, like, Absolutely. You know, we love that. We love copy. that, Sammy boy. 100%. Yeah, so I was just going to ask, too. Um, do you have any uh, like future acting work uh, plans or anything in the works at the moment? Because um, obviously I know since that movie, um, you've... Uh, you've um, sort of guessing that you would have uh, sort of a couple there any uh, anything else in the works there in in, ter- in terms of stuff like the movie there's no plans but um, I'm still wanting to continue to branch myself out more in terms of voice acting online because as, as Taylor knows and whatnot like like out, out of a lot of big passions I have voice acting and impressions is one of them so like um because I've I've lent my voice over the years to a lot of um yeah like I think you remember this Taylor like um I'm I'm a big I've always been a big fan of the the classic era of um Thomas the Tank Engine like when they used to have the models when Ringo Starr would narrate it that kind of thing and I got I got into the online community of that show because the show has a pretty big fandom online so a lot of my voice acting has gone into videos of that kind of nature for like narrations voicing characters and that kind of thing but slowly i've been doing my best to kind of branch myself out outside of that so like i can i don't know appear in someone's animation or all that kind of thing so it's I, I don't have any i don't think i have any upcoming roles as of the recording of this podcast but um i'm just more or less trying to branch myself out in any in any way that i can because like if if I get a good voice acting role and whatnot, then you know, Struve, I'll be so happy. Yeah, hundred percent, man, hundred percent. I think that's um, like I I remember, mate. 
all the uh, videos you show me. I remember there was one that sticks in my brain. Was um, and it's very well known out there in the community about the um, Wizard of Oz and Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. How they all kind of mashed up to one another. If I'm correct, if that's what I'm thinking of. Yes. Yeah. Um. I actually have a website about that stuff. Cool. Would you gladly share that with us? Yeah, I'll gladly, I'll gladly share. Um, I, I made it back in 2017 because, uh, like, that that's a... I guess it's a hobby of mine. Like, I mean, I love to... Uh, what they call sync up albums and movies together, a.k.a. the most famous stoner hobby in the world. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I have a website called Sync For Yourself, S-Y-N-C, for yourself like as in you know it's for you it's for me that kind of thing where on that website like i have i have uh, pages of all different bands who have albums that might sync up to certain movies and that kind of thing whether it's discoveries i've made mm. or other people in the sync community like things that they've discovered like um and, and some of these like you can click on the pictures because um a lot of the pictures that you'll see on the band's websites like say Paul McCartney like you click on his page the background is a big picture of him it's got his logo and then it will show a picture of like what album and what movie is put together and all the pictures that you see um, are made by me on Photoshop and um, you can actually click on some of the pictures to see like um, full lists like um connections like oh why does this album sync with this movie and some of them even have full lists of like if you were to try it yourself then these would be the moments that you would see kind of thing oh that's interesting man that's really cool i like that i like that i've always known mate you've been very heavily invested in that kind of stuff anyway even from when we first met i remember used to sitting in uh, english studies class with you and we would all we would do for for some days is just sit there and and just talk and I talk about the album you talk about um you know what you were making the content you were producing you know with the Thomas the Tank Engine and the uh the musical mashup kind of thing so I know it's been a big big burning passion of yours for a while and that's why I'm so happy you're still continuing to you know do that stuff and explore that stuff outside of um of school and that you know I think it's fantastic oh yeah oh yeah it's 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 a definite thing like like the stuff that you've known that I've been interested in in terms of music and media and that kind of thing. Yeah. I'm still doing to this day. And what I think is cool too, is that I influenced my little brother to do the same in terms of, in terms of um, using Sony Vegas or making videos because for quite a while until I think last year or something like that, um, my little brother had a YouTube channel of his own where, um, like he he didn't he didn't do what uh you know what most kids would do with a YouTube channel nowadays like you know like copy Markiplier Jacksepticeye Game Grumps like you know be the next thing and that he did do uh, <laughs> game based videos but they were more like um music video type things uh or just um compa- or like generational comparisons because I helped him make a like. A generational comparison video of the Donkey Kong Country games, and it's like because I showed him how oh, yeah. I did it, this influenced him to 
start trying that for himself and the stuff I've seen recently he's done on Sony Vegas I'm just I'm absolutely blown away by so like what I've done has influenced my little brother to have a similar interest and I think like holy sh that's beautiful that's awesome brother that is that is good and that's the kind of thing I love because I know that you're very passionate and obviously getting your little brother on board even better man that is that is some really good stuff Sammy boy I'm very proud man awesome Sammy boy uh Jesse I believe mate you are the lucky little duck that drew number number eight you know insert the the Barney joke here from the Simpsons uh barbershop quartet episode <laughs> Jesse my man please ask your last question for Sam the man yeah man um I was just wondering if you could give yourself like any advice from when you left high school what would that be given like all the knowledge <laughs> and stuff that you have now and everything you've accomplished what would that be if I was to give myself any kind of advice like don't let the like the fear of failure get in the way because like there's been projects that I've or stuff I've wanted to make but like as I've grown up and that kind of thing there's like there's been that fear of like what if I upload it and like a lot of people think it's shit that kind of thing like like because when I was younger when I started making videos like I had the mindset of like you know I, I don't care what people think I like making videos so I'll put them up and that kind of thing but the more I saw of how online like of how people online can be like the the more that put this fear on me of like the fear Absolutely, of failure like the fear of ridicule Absolutely. that kind of thing so it's like if I was to give myself advice for something it'd be like you know you're like yeah there's going to be people that are going to hate what you do but take enjoyment in what you do because it if anything, you're making it for yourself more than Absolutely anyone right, else. Mate. Absolutely. So that's, yeah. So it's it's like, it's like yeah, you have you have a talent and whatnot, and you'd love to share it with people. Like it's it's great that you if you make something and share it with people, and they either give you honest critiques or say something about it and whatnot. But ultimately do it for yourself because like you're the one that knows what you're doing and how to put yourself out there and what you can improve on like obviously you know you can get advice and whatnot from friends but you have to take that criticism as well and and whatever like if they tell you like if you've drawn something like oh you uh you, you drew the head uh like in this kind of way uh try do it this way uh like next time like to see what you do like it's up to you to take that or whatnot it's like but basically, if I could sum up, I said this to my mum once and she, she was blown away by it. It's like, life has stepping stones, but I choose which stones to step on. Yeah, love them. that's great. So it's it's basically that. Life has stepping stones, Choose, but you choose which ones to step on. That's good, Sam. That is... That is some very good advice, man. And what that's we're great. Gonna do is, that's, yeah. We're going to leave that there for this podcast. Um Sam, thank you so much for being my first guest, mate. And Thanks for coming on, mate. It was good to chat with you. Oh, glad I could provide, mate. Of course, mate. So, Uncle Taylor, if I can ask you a question, when are you going to upload this podcast, bro? Hopefully be tonight, tomorrow morning. I will probably 
put this through for lodgement through on Tuesday, and then we will put this through, hopefully get it uploaded by Wednesday, pending how quick they can turn around and upload it to all the beautiful podcast available sources that are available, man. So definitely get that on board. Um, Sam, on a, on a very personal note, mate, thank you. I really appreciate uh, you being so open and sharing your journey and just giving us a good laugh, man, as well. You know, it's always good to have a bit of humor, you know. So personally, thank you. I appreciate you a lot, man. Thank you, buddy. Jacko, Jesse, my my two best mates that I'm very privileged to walk through life with. Thank you so much for joining me on this first journey, this first episode, this first week. Thank you. Oh, glad um, I Sam, them. cheap plug, where can we find you? It's all right. It's all right. I can, I can edit Thank this you, buddy. out. That's okay. It was a pleasure. Had a lot of fun. <laughs> Thank you. Do you have a YouTube account? You have the website? Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm on the spot there, Tay. Uh, <laughs> Where, where can you find me? <laughs> uh, uh, well, yeah, yeah. I have a YouTube account. Just look up uh, Sam the Angel Fox. Like, it's not all one word. It, like, I guess it could be one word or separate words, whatever. Sam the Angel Fox. You can find me on YouTube. Uh, my website dedicated to album and film sync is called Sync for Yourself. That's S Y N C F O R U O. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I've, I've messed up the spelling already. S Y N C F O R Y O U R S E L F. Perfect. Well, obviously, sync for yourself and Sam the Angel Fox. Please get onto that. I've been your host, Uncle Taylor's Wild Ride. I am Uncle Taylor. This is the Unchained Podcast. Thank you very much. Next week, we'll hopefully have Phil Dogs. We hope to hear from you then. Take care. Be safe out there. See you later, guys. See ya. See ya.